From Advisory Board, we're bringing you a radio advisory. My name is Rachel Woods. You can call me Ray. COVID-19 has made healthcare top of mind for millions of Americans. In fact, 84% of Americans say that their lives have been at least somewhat impacted by the pandemic. And there's little doubt that as millions worry about their own health, they're also scrutinizing the state of the U.S. healthcare system. So today I want to ask, who will actually benefit from changing public perception? Who will be the losers? Who will be the winners? And what will the lasting impact actually be? To help me answer those questions, I want to invite back Advisory Board's resident COVID expert, Christopher Kearns. Hey, Christopher. What's up, girl? Been a few weeks since we've talked to you. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I think I'm as stir-crazy as just about everyone else is, but I'm hanging in there. And I'm looking forward to getting out of town once the restrictions lift, at least a little bit here in the district. Yeah, I think you are going to go to a second home on the bay. Is that right? I wouldn't call it a second home, but we've rented a house for a little while out on the Chesapeake Bay, yeah. And you're bringing your microphone with you, right? I think I'm going to have to, given the number of times you keep calling me back. Well, let's go ahead and jump right in. I want to start by thinking about how healthcare was perceived by the public prior to the pandemic. And based on the polling that I've seen, I'm guessing that the answer is probably negative. Is that right? Well, it wasn't among America's favorites. Let's just put it that way. Gallup researchers each year ask a representative sample of Americans how favorably they view different industries, and they have consistently found that healthcare ranks just below the bottom. This past year, it was viewed 23rd out of 25 industries, only above the pharmaceutical industry and the federal government. And that is saying something. Yeah, that is that is not great. Why do you think that Americans rank our industry so poorly? Well, here's the interesting thing we find with polling. Although most Americans, about 75%, are happy with the care that they personally receive, few believe the industry is functioning well as a whole. A poll found in 2019 that 63% of Americans believe the healthcare industry is in, quote, a state of crisis or has, quote, major problems. Surprisingly, these ratings were actually among the most positive Americans have felt about the industry. So I've heard friends use the analogy of Congress, you know, how most people tend to like their representative but think the joint is full of yahoos, so Congress as a whole suffers from low approval. But I think that misses the mark because the frustrations that Americans experience aren't as abstract as their views on elected officials here. I like to liken it to the real estate market. Bear with me here for a second. Buying and selling a house is painful, it's full of anxiety, and it's way more complicated and expensive than you intuitively feel like it ought to be. And you get the impression that there are a whole slew of people who aren't necessarily working in your best interest. But at the end of it, when you're settled into a home you love, you can't help but think that it was worth it. So it is with healthcare. It's maddening, but the countless billions of lives it saves aren't nothing. I actually really like that analogy, especially as somebody who actually just bought a house. I think you perfectly encapsulated my feelings, my frustrations with both sides. I hope that my realtor is not listening to this right now, by the way. (laughs) But I think it's hard to look at the entire healthcare industry because I'm guessing there's actually a lot of variation within it. Is that right? Well, the clear leaders in perception are clinicians, physicians, nurses, and other practitioners who deliver care on the front lines. Nearly three-quarters of Americans hold a mostly positive view of doctors and have rated nurses as the most trusted profession for an impressive streak of 18 years. 
Wow. 18 years. That's a pretty serious streak of success for, for the nurses. But when you think about it, it's not really counterintuitive. When you are at your most vulnerable, nurses are the ones who are charged with making you feel safe and cared for. That leaves a powerful impression. Hmm. The pharma and health insurance industries, on the other hand, they are used to feeling the brunt of negative perception, uh, however fairly or unfairly. They're the public face of high costs. They're the public face of the barriers to care. Polling has shown that Americans question whether organizations like these are putting patients above profit. Honestly, I think that's unfair. I'm not going to blame people who feel that way because they don't study this day in and day out. But what's interesting to me is that up until recently, hospitals and health systems had started feeling a lot of those same negative perceptions among the population writ large. And I think it's because patients have become more on the hook for costs via deductibles and coinsurance, and they've increasingly been exposed to all those variations in price at the hospital level without any of the context or any of the interest in understanding that complex game that hospitals and health plans play in negotiations. So that had brought down hospitals and public perception. Physicians and nurses are the heroes. Pharmaceuticals and payers are the bad guy. And it sounds like hospitals were increasingly potentially being seen in that negative light. Take me into what's happening right now. How has COVID changed the perception of the industry? It certainly improved it. So early polling is showing some boosts in perception for a number of different players across our industry. It's looking real, real good for hospitals. 92% of people approve of how they've handled the crisis, and nearly two-thirds have a more positive view of them because of their response to the COVID epidemic. Wow. Same is true with clinicians. 68% of those polled said they had a more positive view of providers because of how they've reacted to COVID. That's probably unsurprising, given how clinicians have been painted correctly as heroes in this crisis by the media. And you've seen a huge focus on their stories in newspapers, on TV shows, and in public events in things such as live stream fundraising concerts. And frankly, I think you'd have to be made out of stone if you're not going to be moved by those 7 p.m. cheers that you're hearing for frontline healthcare workers in cities around the world. They've put themselves in danger, and they have done so for the rest of us, and that can't help but come with enormous amounts of gratitude. We'll be right back with more Radio Advisory after this short break. Hi, I'm Chris with the Radio Advisory team. On behalf of everyone at Advisory Board, thank you for everything you're doing to battle COVID-19. We want to help you celebrate the bright spots. Perhaps you've been amazed at how your teams, your peers, or your leaders are supporting you. Or perhaps a patient's words reminded you of why you do what you do. What bright spots are you seeing? We want to hear from you. Share your story at advisory.com slash thank you and view our message of thanks. positive changes for nurses, practitioners, physicians, and also for hospitals. How about the rest of the industry? I think it's a little too soon to be sure. Polling is a little limited, but pharma and insurance have certainly fared no worse. And the efforts to develop vaccines, waiving patient costs during the public health emergency, I think that's going to be beneficial for them. But we know that perception has not been kind to one player in the industry, and that is post-acute care. About a third of all the COVID infections nationwide have occurred in nursing homes. And as we see more public understanding of the risks that these settings pose for new infections, I think we've seen a huge decline in the perception of post-acute care. 
And let's talk about the impact that that declining public perception is actually going to mean for the post-acute space. I think it could have some long-lasting consequences, some positives, some negative for the industry. Let's start with the positives. There's likely to be a lot more public support for enhancing the staffing and safety protocols at nursing facilities, although the funding, I think, remains in question. And there will likely be a greater focus on safety and quality in nursing home referrals, for sure. But on the downside for post-acute care facilities, the pandemic is likely going to accelerate the already growing trend for aging in place, using remote monitoring and telehealth to allow a lot more seniors who need some kind of assistance to remain in their homes and thus get less exposure to future outbreaks. And I should mention that we're actually going to be going deep on what some of these changes actually mean for the post-acute space in a future episode. So Christopher, none of these polls are perfect. I'm curious, why should it actually matter if these different players are being framed as either the hero or the bad guy? Well, I think there are things that are obvious PR boosts, such as hospital leaders taking pay cuts and publicly fighting to secure PPE and supplies for their staff needs. We've seen so many leaders doing so many innovative things, creating different in-kind partnerships and getting very creative to get their hospital ready for a possible surge. And then there are those things that are obvious PR boosts to certain players that kind of fell into their lap. For example, uh, it's likely that lower utilization of healthcare overall will push health plans to send out some hefty rebates to members given how much money they've saved on scheduled procedures. It's hard to be angry at that. Then there are the hard choices that leaders are going to have to make that aren't going to look good in the public eye, but that they may be forced to do because of finances. So take staff furloughs. I don't think anyone likes to see the optics of hospitals or health systems or medical groups laying off huge numbers of physicians and nurses, especially after the pandemic or during a healthcare crisis. But that's just the reality of what some hospitals are going to have to do in light of some of the financial challenges that they're facing. So let me preface this question by admitting that I'm a little bit of a skeptic. Should public perception play a role in the decisions that healthcare leaders make? I mean, I think you always want your segment of the industry and your particular organization to be viewed well. Especially if you operate in a competitive market, that can make the difference in a patient going to you versus a competitor. That's just reality. And as hospitals and physician groups look to some of their future investments, having a positive public perception certainly helps with the price hikes that they're going to want to finance that. But at the same time, perceptions are fleeting. I'll give you an example. Around 60% of people in 2000 said the healthcare system was in a state of crisis and 40% things were just hunky-dory. 9-11 happens and we see the heroism of the first responders and these numbers flip, 60% approval for the industry. But a year later, perceptions reverted to the norm and it's been a remarkably stable perception. It's not like it varies a ton from year to year. It is quite possible that 2001 and 2020 are simply outliers. And I'm guessing that means that the window for capitalizing on any changes in public perception is actually closing pretty quickly. Quite possibly. Well, Christopher, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. One final question for you. Remember, this is the one I'm asking everyone who comes on Radio Advisory. What is the one thing that executives should be focusing on this week? Well, in the context of our conversation, I don't think this should just be for this week. But I'll offer it anyway. The reservoir of goodwill that the healthcare industry mostly has got going for it right now, it's going to be fleeting unless it can address a lot of those persistent sources of frustration that have plagued its perception for the past 20 years. How will the various players use this goodwill? You know, 
Will they push for higher prices? Or will they simultaneously address the affordability challenges for patients while building out the infrastructure needed to weather future outbreaks and future pandemics? I'm not going to lie, the latter is a lot more difficult, but my advice to healthcare leaders, you have an unprecedented opportunity. Use it well. Hmm. Well, thanks for coming on, Christopher. Thanks for having me as always. It's important for leaders in healthcare to keep following the data and listening to their community. Having an ear to the ground is important, especially in times of crisis when we know that perception is malleable. But ultimately, leaders need to make a decision about just how important that public perception truly is. Ask yourself, are you in a market where you are aggressively competing for mindshare and market share? If so, it will be even more important to clearly communicate to the community. But if that isn't your market, don't get caught up with the perception, especially given how fleeting it can be. And remember, we're here to help. I was devastated. For like about two or three hours. So, I mean, like that was a big deal for me. When your fish died? It was like two or three hours. And that well, was over. But that, that's very sweet of you. To, I you would say that makes you a pet long. person. Yeah.